Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Jeremiah Isley. I'm your host of That's How I Roll, the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. And yes, I'm living life right now. You can probably tell by now I'm succumbing to some sort of allergy thing or head slash chest cold or I don't know what it is. I really don't actually feel all that bad but my voice sounds atrocious. So I've been putting off recording this week and decided I'm just going to power through it and get an episode out. So thanks for uh, hanging out and waiting for that to come through. But uh, hopefully (laughs) I don't sound too awful when this thing's all said and done. So let's take a quick look at today's roadmap for the episode and we'll get things kicked off here. We're gonna stop by and see what's good in the neighborhood real quick. We are gonna do a drive-by review of Sagrada, the cool new filler from Floodgate Games. We're gonna stop by the corner of Thought and Conversation, and I've got something kind of new for that segment today, so we'll see how that works out, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And we will take a quick trip on the feedback loop. So (laughs) let's get this thing started before my voice goes completely off the rails. So what's good in the neighborhood? I've been super, super busy. We are in the middle of a show and baseball season for my oldest and all kinds of stuff going on. And, um, So not a ton of game playing going on. I've played a little bit of Quix, which is a fun little dice rolling game that we got for um, Cooper, our our now middle child. We got that for him for Easter, and it's a cool little dice rolling game, which is a lot of fun. And we've also played Sagrada, and I've got a ton of games sitting on the pile that we're going to get to really, really soon. Um, Yokohama is going to be coming out on the table soon. Uh, Coliseum, a bunch of Tasty Menstrual games. They sent me a whole bunch of stuff recently, as well as Shaharazad, or (laughs) I can never say that right. It's the Arabian Nights lady that tells the story. There's this cool game about that that's a little like two, one or two player tile placement game. So lots of, lots of good games coming very soon. But um, the other thing that's good right now is my swimming pool, <laughs> which, well, maybe it's not so good. So if you've been following along the last 10, 12 months now, you know that we did this crazy move and we moved into a house where we had to really redo a lot of things and do a lot of renovation and stuff like that. Place sat empty for four years, including the in-ground pool that is just a a total mess. And so I've been wrestling with the pool for like... I don't know, three weeks now. I think we're up to three weeks now figuring out how to fix the pump and replace parts and bypass parts that need fixed and all this kind of fun stuff. Meanwhile, scooping out just tons and tons of muck and dead leaves and all the stuff that kind of just sits on the bottom after 
four years of it sitting and not being filtered or anything like that. So um, <laughs> that's been uh, <laughs> taking a lot of my time. And so it's just, it, it's a really busy time of year for us right now as we head into summer, but I'm looking forward to summer and having some fun nights of gaming and hopefully swimming. Whoa! Hey everyone, look, it's time for another drive-by review. So, as I mentioned earlier, today's drive-by review is of Sagrada, which is from Floodgate Games. And this game, somehow, I kind of missed the whole Kickstarter thing with this one. And it came out of nowhere. It just started showing up in my Instagram feed over on at Theology of Games. If you go to Instagram, you can find us there. And so I started scrolling through and just all of a sudden, just picture after picture of this really gorgeous looking game with these stained glass windows and multicolored dice and everything and I'm like what is this game so we did a little bit of research and we reached out to the fine folks at Floodgate Games and said hey we see that backers are getting the game if you're doing review copies we'd love to take a look at this game because it looks super amazing and they were very very gracious and said yeah we're on board we'll send out a copy to you and a copy to scott and so we find we got it and we got to play it and it is outstanding you can go we are publishing the written review of that on theologyofgames.com so you can find that written review there but i'm going to go ahead and give you my my quick drive-by review right now so the game is a four player up to four players there's actually a solo variant that you can play as well and it is a dice drafting kind of a puzzly sudoku Sud <laughs> i can't talk sudoku however you say that i don't know kind of has that sudoku kind of feel as you're you're drafting your dice and figuring out where they're going to go so the game plays like this you have everybody has their own stained glass and the goal of the game is to score the most points and become the master artisan. And how you score those points is different every game because there's a deck of objective cards that you shuffle up and then you deal three out. And that may sound familiar to like games like uh, Kingdom Builder. So there's all these sort of hints to other games in this game. As as I've mentioned, you'll, you'll kind of get that. Um, as I describe the game. So you'll deal out these three objective cards. Everybody else gets a private objective card that is a way that only they can score points. There's some tools that you've put out. So there's randomly three tool cards dealt out. And you also, everybody gets dealt these two insert cards that go into the slot in their window pane, their, their stained glass window. And there's different difficulty levels that you can in use on those inserts that will make it easier or harder to place the dice into your window to finish your window. And the good news is the harder it is, the more of the favor tokens you will get. And the favor tokens are what allow you to use the tools in the game as the game goes on. So the gameplay is really, really simple. There's 60 multicolored dice and you put them all into this really nice bag that comes with the game and plays over 10 rounds and at the start of a round 
the player who is the active player draws a number of dice that is equal to two for every player plus one. So if there's three players, you draw seven. If there's four players, you draw nine and rolls them. That becomes the pool that everybody can draft from. Everybody takes a turn taking a die or passing. And so starting with that active player, they'll take a turn, draw a die, place it in their window. Next player goes, and then it works its way back around. So whoever's the last player gets to draw two dice at the same time, working its way back until the starting player draws the last die of the round. And then a remaining die gets placed on a tracker that tells you that that round is over. Also on your turn, you can use those favor tokens to use a tool which might let you flip a die or increase um, the number by one or less. And the reason you want to do that is because there are specific rules for placing those dice. You can't place the same color orthogonally, so you can't go up or down, left or right, and you can't place the same number orthogonally of a die that is already placed. So if you're rolling a five, which the, the numbers they say kind of represent the, the shade of the color that is in there. So a five can't go on top or below another five or to the left or the right and so on and so forth. Also, there are numbers on those inserts and there's colors on those inserts and you can only place depending on what's underneath there. That's going to dictate what color you can place on certain squares and what number you can place on certain squares depending on what is underneath there. So that's dictating how you can place dice into your window as well as the standard placement rules. And again, all of the strategies are different every game because the way you score points is different every game. Sometimes it's scoring by placing a full set of all five colors in your window. Sometimes you get a point for each um, each die that is the same color that is diagonal in your window or maybe in a row if you have one through five or all at least all different numbers in a row you get a certain amount of points for that so all of these things all depend on what cards are drawn for your public objectives during the game so the game plays actually really fast the 10 rounds go by really, really smoothly, really easily. And the game lasts 30, maybe 40 minutes with like four players who are really kind of thinky and really kind of digging in on that. But it's really um, super easy game to learn. Awesome replayability because the scoring system changes every time. And it's just, it's fun. It's lightweight, but it gives you enough to think about and it's gorgeous to look at you, everybody that's ever looked at it that i've i've shown it to has been like wow this game looks awesome and in this case it plays just as awesome as it looks i completely recommend this game if you love filler type games this is such a sweet spot of of weight in terms of mechanics aren't cumbersome they're super streamlined anybody that is a casual gamer i played it with my kids they loved it i should say i played it with my boys the baby didn't play it <laughs> but um you know at eight and ten the boys loved it they had a really good time with it it is super accessible to just about any type of gamer on any level 
and it replays, like I said, super, super high. You can play it over and over and over before it gets really, it never really gets old because it's always something different. And um, I just, I, I can't say enough about it. Even the design of the insert was really well done. The box is gorgeous. Everything is is really, really, really well done about it. I highly recommend if you can find a copy of it, I'm, I'm guessing it's selling fast. Go get yourself a copy of it because you won't regret it. It's a really fun game and it's a very gorgeous, amazing game. Welcome to the corner of thought and conversation. Which way will you turn? Why not hang a right and join in on the conversation by tweeting at Theology of Games or sending an email to theologyofgames at gmail.com. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get through this episode, guys. So for today's uh, corner of thought and conversation, I had an idea that I would do something a little different with this one. And I'm going to call this three solid questions. So I'm going to ask and answer three solid questions. Some of them are about games. Some of them aren't, but I want to hear your answers to them too. So tweet at me, write me at theologyofgames at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. If you agree, if you disagree, uh, just give me your answers to the questions and let's have a conversation about that in next week's feedback loop. So question number one, what do you do for seasonal allergies? <laughs> Please tell me. I've been drinking water and tea all day and my voice is trashed. And I, like I said, I really don't feel that sick, but I am definitely being affected by this. So I've been drinking water and tea. I do take Zyrtec. Uh, just like the once a day, 24 hour thing. It really doesn't seem to be doing much. <sighs> My wife keeps telling me to drink apple cider vinegar, which I've done before and it's horrific. So I'm trying to avoid it, but I might have to just give into that. So tell me, what do you do for seasonal allergies? I, this, I really haven't dealt with them that much. I think it's because we have this giant, giant yard now. It's two acres and I mowed like the last two nights. I was out on the riding mower mowing all this grass and that's more grass than I've ever had to mow in my life. So I think that is part of why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and sounding the way I'm sounding right now. Question two, have you ever bought a game simply because of social media images. So like I said, with Sagrada, I this, I mean, if you listen to the show, you know the crazy year that I've had, right? I mean, we've moved, we had a baby, we had a premature baby. Life has just been nuts. So obviously there are some games that are gonna slip by my radar. Sagrada is one of those. It came out of nowhere. And I just started seeing these images and I was like, whoa, I have to get a hold of this game. And fortunately, we got review copies. Otherwise, I would have been going to the store trying to find a copy of this game. And I knew, like, literally, I knew very, very little or next to nothing about this game other than there were dice involved and there were these gorgeous-looking stained-glass window things that they the dice went into, and that was pretty much it. But I was like, I gotta get a hold of this game. I gotta check this out. And so I wanna know, has there ever been a game like that for you? Have you ever just, just simply because of what's showing up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, have you ever jumped all over a game because of how it looks 
before you even knew really how it played. And three, question number three. Where do you go swimming this summer? Do you guys, are you pool people? Are you lake people or ocean people? <laughs> I am having the battle of the ages with my pool and I hope to be a pool person this summer. I will, I'm, I will be a pool person this summer, darn it. Um, but in the past, we have always done uh, lake passes. There's a, a really nice lake nearby that we always went to with the boys and had a lot of fun out there. But, you know, as, as life would have it, as things played out, we were very, very fortunate and very blessed to have the opportunity to have this pool. So we are planning on becoming pool people this year. I love the ocean, obviously, but I live in Ohio, so that's an event to get to the ocean. But, you know, what is your preference? Are you a lake person? Are you a pool person? Are you an ocean person? Or do you not swim at all? Anyway, so there it is. There is the corner of thought and conversation. There are three solid questions and my answers to them. And I'd love to hear your answers. Please hit me up at theologyofgames at gmail.com, on Twitter at theologyofgames, and on Facebook as well. It's time for the feedback loop. Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at theologyofgames or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. So we're going to wrap up this show with a very quick stop on the feedback loop. My good friend, Ben, wrote me and said, in response to last week's episode, hey, keep the segments, keep everything how it is. The show works well. It gives it a feel. It gives it uh, a you know kind of a purpose and how it moves. And you never know when you'll be recording on the road again which is a fun thought. I, I actually thought a couple times this week because I've been so busy going to and from shows and dropping kids off at school and at grandparents and all that stuff. I thought, man, it'd be fun to just do another show while I'm, re while I'm driving and, and whatnot again. Uh, of course, I didn't have anything with me to actually pull that off, but uh, it was a cool, it was a fun thought. I appreciate him writing in with that opinion and I think I will kind of keep it for now and we'll keep moving forward as new segments come into the show and new thoughts come into my mind about how to continue to proceed with this show um, it might kind of veer off and, and not necessarily be all travel related kind of things but as if the core of it is that theme then I think we've got a solid foundation to continue forward with the show as it is for now. That is going to do it. I'm going to wrap this show up, finish drinking a lot of water, and hopefully get this thing edited and in the can for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I've had a lot of, a lot of extra listeners join on this last week. I really appreciate that. People from all over the world, like all over the all over Europe and the UK and Australia and just all over. It's, it's crazy. So thank you so much for, for listening all around the world, not just nearby me or here in the States. Uh, that's so, so, so cool. Like I said earlier, write me in with your answers to the questions or anything else that you want to talk about, anything else that I've said, by all means, sound off and I will include you in the feedback loop next week. 
You can contact me at theologyofgames at gmail.com, at theologyofgames on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. So, I'm Jeremiah Isley. I want to thank you all once once again for tuning in. I'm going to get some rest because that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.